Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to this live broadcast of Winning at Work, career-building conversations with HR's leading voices. This week, we're joined with a friend of mine, Kirsten Griggs. She is the founder of Trap Recruiter, and we're going to talk all about confidence in job search and confidence at work. Kirsten, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Joey. Excited to be here. I'm excited too. You were telling me this funny story about this young man that you were uh, you did a mock interview for. Could you bring everybody into the inside joke? Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I was doing a mock interview with someone who's going for their first job. They are an 11th grader and they're they're looking to enter the world of work. And one of the questions that I asked as I was preparing to ask the right questions, I said, so where did you where did you come across this job? You know, was it through networking? Did, you know, a family member or friend tell you about the job? He said, well, there is an app. And it's called Indeed.com, and they have jobs there. And I was just so tickled that, that this young man told me <laughs> where to find jobs. Um, well, so shout out to Indeed.com if you want to give him a sponsorship for being your number one uh, subscriber. That would be awesome. Talk about an influencer. This man said, hey, there's this place called the Internet, and they have an app called, called Indeed. Yes, he told, he told me, okay. He, he Maybe he doesn't listen to a lot of uh, podcasts and you know, they, they advertise all over and uh, it's a pretty big deal. But I, I love that story. Yes. Um, so do you help with students a lot with their interviews? Is I do. Well, normally not at the high school level. It's normally the college level interns and then early career. So this was one of my first high schoolers that I can remember. But I'm sure that I've done some type of job search or career coaching for, you know, my, my family members or my friends who were, you know, in high school or, or looking to do something, looking to get a summer job. But this was, you know, kind of a, a formal type of thing where someone solicited me to help this person and just was very well prepared. I was very impressed with how prepared uh, he was for the interview. He, we, we met in the evening via Zoom and he came with a suit jacket on and just ready and prepared. I was very, very proud. I love it. So this, this young man is going to set the tone for our conversation today about confidence in job search and in career. But another th thing we do here on the show is we play two truths and a lie with our guests. And for those that are watching this uh, either live or on replay, or if you're tuning in over a podcast, feel free to play along. So Kirsten, what are your two truths and a lie? Okay. So I have been to all 50 states. I won a German liturgical contest when I was younger. So I was pretty uh, good at German back in the day. Okay. And I do not think that ranch dressing belongs on any food ever. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, if the uh, ranch dressing one is the truth, then um, we can't be friends. But what? Okay. Let, me, let, let me ask some questions. Let me ask some questions. OK. okay. Uh, how do you say how do you say home in German? I don't remember. OK. What was your favorite part about New Hampshire? The weather. And what about Arizona? What was your favorite part of Arizona? The climate, because I could breathe. 
That sounds, that sounds about right. All right. So I am going to go with, I think the lie is the German. No. No? The okay. German is the truth. All right. So then the lie is ranch? The so lie you have is a- ranch. I do not think, the, the German is a language that I used to speak um, okay. and very well. Um, I do not think ranch dressing belongs on any food. I have not been to all 50 states. All right. Well, this concludes our presentation today. <laughs> I, I blew it. I'm I blew it, some, but some yeah. ranch. I'm going to ship you some ranch. And uh, we'll ranch is disgusting. No, no, no. Ranch is great. Ranch is great. It's better than. So I can only talk in terms of buffalo wings because I I barely eat salads like I should. But ranch is better than blue cheese. Would you agree with that or no? You like blue cheese? Yes. Oh my gosh. Blue cheese or all right, blue blue cheese, from my understanding, is molded cheese. Is right? it all cheese? Well, I mean, the blue cheese just has that extra twang to it. So okay. I'm not a fan of blue cheese, but I did learn something new about you today. So if we're at conference, you know, a group of us are out and uh Kirsten orders wings or a salad, I know you're not gonna go for ranch. No. All right, where where do, where do we go from here? Let, let's talk about. I don't know because you, you said that our friendship is over now, so I don't really know what we're going to do. Rakia Rakia says, uh, "I like hey, ranch with my buffalo wings." You had me at the fifty states. I must admit, I I've agree too. To, yeah, and I've never been to New Hampshire, so when you asked me that, I had to think <laughs> on my toes. I was like, "Well, whoa." We had Tracy on last week or a few weeks ago. She's from oh, New Hampshire, so I okay. think that was just like the first thing that came to my mind. But Rakia, you get you get bonus points with me because you like ranch on your wings. That 50 states was believable. That is a goal of mine. I guess what they call your bucket list. I would yeah, like to go to all 50 states, but of the I'm from the Northeast. And so I've been to the Northeast. I've been out West. I've been just about every place there's a military installation because okay. of my former jobs. Okay. Uh, even been to Hawaii for work. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Well, I hope they let you have a little bit of fun. But I'm reluctant to go to some of the southern states. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Mississippi and Alabama. And forgive me to the folks that are from there or live there currently, but I'm a little... I'm a little reluctant. I know some pretty good people in in Alabama. Sounds like I know some pretty good people in Alabama. I've been to Birmingham. Birmingham is a pretty good spot. But there are some places that I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah, someone's saying they can't hear you. Yeah, I, I just turned the volume up on my uh, on my mixer, so hopefully that's better. Thanks, Rob. Rob did my uh, my headshots, y'all. So if you ever look for a headshots person, check out Rob and Tiffany. I hope you're well, Wendy. Good to hey, see Wendy. you. Tiffany's on my team. She's uh, okay. she's she's awesome. And Wendy, thanks for joining us. So, all right, hopefully we got the volume issue set. If you can hear us, type it in the chat. We want to talk about confidence in the job search process. You spoke with this young man. He was very prepared. He impressed you, wowed you, told you about this big new thing called Indeed. It's going to be the greatest game changer ever. But could you share your insight? Well, first of all, let me back up a bit. We should tell people what you do because you are phenomenal at what you do, but I didn't introduce you correctly to say what it is that you do. So please, uh, what do you do for a living, Kirsten? 
So I am a target for middle management hostility. No, <laughs> AKA. <laughs> AKA a recruiter slash talent acquisition consultant and also a career coach. And so we're, we're talk, going to talk about confidence. Like, can, I, can I just jump right into it? Go for it. So I started my business reluctantly because I was laid off. Okay. And the first thing that happens when you are in the midst of, you know, either either you're going through like a, a performance issue, uh, maybe you got a bad review or someone like like I was the situation I was in where I got laid off. The first thing to go is your confidence. You're like, I'm not that good. I agree. I don't know if anyone's going to hire me. So here I was in 2016, a person who is a recruiter, someone who helps people get jobs now without a job. <laughs> I How did, did that feel? It felt weird. It felt odd because I have a large network and I was still continuing to post things online and, you know, try and build stuff up. There were there were folks who knew I was looking because I deliberately reached out to them and said, hey, you know, I'm looking for a position. And at that point, I was not wanting to be a full lifecycle recruiter because I had been a talent acquisition operations manager for five years. And I loved that part of my job. And I wanted to continue doing that. Unfortunately, there weren't a lot of opportunities. So I would take on contract work from my friends who had recruiting companies and do recruiting because they're like, well, we know you can do this with your eyes closed. So just go recruit. And then fast forward, a friend of mine has a job fair that they do. And his speaker for that day had come out and they said, you know, I can't make it. I have a scheduling conflict. So he reached out to me at the last minute and said, Kirsten, you know, can you come and speak to the job seekers um, and just do what you do? And so I'm thinking to myself, not a good idea. Uh, so I reached, I called him and I said, uh, we need to have a, an honest and open and transparent conversation. I said, I'm not working right now. So how does that look if I go and to these people and tell them how to find a job and what to do when I don't have one. And he said, no, you're going to be great. You have something. He's like, you have something to offer. If it, you can talk about whatever you want, if you want to talk about that, do it. And the fact that that person trusted me and that I had other people who trusted me and were confident in my abilities, despite the fact that I wasn't, you know, on someone's books, so to speak, that really helped me to start to build myself back up and be and be confident in my ability to not only secure work, but to help other people get work again. No, that's great. That's great that you had that person in your corner. And I think if we can all be honest, we've had those moments where we've had low confidence at work and mm -hmm. many of us, especially in this current climate and maybe years before have experienced uh, layoff or being fired or what have you. And I think we really have to destigmatize that because it's, it is a course of the more you're in the workplace, you know, it's likely that you're going to run into that. And sometimes it's not your fault, but that doesn't take away who you are and what value you can bring to the right organization. It, that, that's 100% true. And again, that's one of the things that I that I share with job seekers, especially the ones who come to me for coaching. I, I talk to them. I tell them about my experiences having been laid off and even my experiences when I felt like, you know, I wasn't getting through to my employer when I was trying to do do a better job. Again, working in recruiting and working in HR, we have a we're like doubly charged with always being, you know, upbeat always being in the know, 
always just being on. And that's not reasonable a lot of the time, especially if you have things going on in your personal life or in your own professional life that are, you know, challenging how you really feel and how you do your work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. I think HR is supposed to be, we're we're like the uh, culture carriers of an organization. 100%. But, But, you know, if you talk to any HR professional that's, that's been in the game for a while, uh, half the time we're like, what in the world are these crazy people doing? <laughs> we're like, you know, I, ca- I can't believe he said that or I can't believe we're going to do this. You know, uh, I know there's some HR folks watching. So if you agree, uh, you can just nod and type yes in the chat. But, you know, we almost have to wear our poker face uh, a lot of times in front of our employees because we're trying to figure out what is going on with these crazy people in, in, in behind closed doors. Yes. But um, we want to talk about confidence in job search. Let's start with this. What are some signs or signals that mm. you pick up from a job seeker that shows that they lack confidence or that they may lack confidence? And I'm talking everything yeah. from from appearance to email to online presence. Let's cover it all. Rakia agrees. Sometimes it shakes it that, that things are crazy behind the scenes. But um, and when he says he has a horrible poker face. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. But okay, what are the what are the signs that a job seeker may experience low confidence or have low confidence? So you said to talk about appearance, about anything, any any aspect of a candidate. So sometimes appearance comes through. Um, I can say from my personal standpoint, uh, you won't know based on how I am dressed or how I present that I'm doing bad because I spent three years out in public, you know, starting my business. And there were days that I just didn't even want to get out of the bed. But when I had to be out in front, like I was, you know, I was dressed and I was there. So I don't always go by appearance because you can't, that that's not always the best indicator. Uh, there are signs for me. I look at the language that people use, the words that they use. Uh, a lot of times people are, are being apologetic. So they'll come to me and they're like, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to be a bother. I'm sorry. You know, they use those type of words that say, you know, like, I'm not worthy of your time. I'm not worthy to talk to you. I'm just here. And when you have time, please 
you know, please help me, or they don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way that they describe themselves, the way that they talk about themselves, that's one of the exercises that I do with job seekers. I say, you know, I ask them, how do you describe yourself? And then I ask them, you know, like, how do other people, you know, your your colleagues, your peers, your best friend, your mother, like, how do they describe you? And then I show them side by side, like how awesome you are, Mm-hmm. Like what you look like to other people and then what you look like to yourself. And I want you to tell yourself the things that other people are saying about you, because that's the truth. We we always like to say, oh, we just want to be humble. You know, we want we like to diminish ourselves to make other people comfortable. But you'd be so surprised at how many people are out here cheering for you, how many people are out here believing in you, how many people think that you're awesome and great and amazing. And that's one of the things that I that I look for is, again, how they speak about themselves, how they speak about their work, how many questions I have to dig into to really figure out, you know, what they're what they've accomplished and how awesome and amazing they are. And then the other thing is when when folks again, when they miss when they miss deadlines or when they uh, where again, where timing is kind of like off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give an example. Give an example. You don't have to name names or specific. No, no, no. I have had been in situations where people have missed meetings, and then that, and it's for a valid, it's for a valid reason. And honestly, forgetting is a valid reason when you're feeling down and when you're not confident. You know, you're like, so that's just another thing that's added on to it. You know, but when they wait for me to say, "Hey, what happened?" you can come back, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> do you still want to meet? Like, then they'll do that. Or again, that's when I get the, oh, I'm sorry. It's okay if you don't want to, if you don't want to yeah. do this, you know, like I was having a bad day. So I, it's more for me, like the communication and job seekers specifically, their, their confidence, and this is across the board, whether they are already employed and you know, doing well or whether mm-hmm. they are, you know, have been unemployed or excuse me, between jobs for an amount of time. Yep. They always go for the job they think they can get and not the job that they really want. Mm, what's the difference? What's the difference? It's a big difference. So I have a former client who uh, wants to be a COO and kept referring to herself as a project manager. And uh-huh. I said, okay, but that's the job that you want? No. Well, what do you want? I want a director level or a COO position. Okay. So say that. Do that. Words matter. They do. Words matter. Because if you're saying I'm a program manager, people are going to to contact you for program manager jobs and you're not going to be happy. Yeah. I have seen that where it's almost like people undershoot because they don't want to be hurt by being rejected from the goal that they that they really want so instead of going for that coo role and, and maybe not getting a job the first go round, second go round, third go round, and maybe landing it on the fourth or fifth time they'll go for that project manager role and be happy or content only momentarily if they get it which is unfortunate but i think you're the helpful get through that. Are there any other signs that a job seeker might lack confidence? Again, I think the communication one and just the tasks that they undertake in searching for a job are the main ones that I that I'm able to recognize because again, I've been there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was watching this uh matter of fact it's still up on my YouTube now. Uh, Nick Saban was doing a, a speech and he talked about how mindset is so important for for leaders. 
And I really feel like anytime you talk about uh, self-confidence, self-management, you're really talking about leading yourself first before you can lead others. Do you have any thoughts about the role mindset plays in, in having effective job search? Yes. I, without being able to center my faith, I would not do anything because I've gotten told no a lot of times. <laughs> I've gotten told to be <laughs> quiet, like stop talking because you're looking for a job. Like don't post anything on the internet. Don't say how you really feel. Don't show up as your authentic self. Don't be bold. Don't be, don't challenge the norms. Don't challenge folks' comfortability. Just be quiet, get mm -hmm. a job, and then, you know, do all that. So without having confidence, like I said, without having that faith, without having my family, without having my friends surrounding and supporting me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it even this far. And I still got a long way to go. So I spend a lot of time trying to keep myself positive. I pay a lot of attention to the things that I think about myself and trying to, to readjust them. Uh, because they are, it's a habit, you know, I've been doing it for more years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's like when I like if I make a mistake, even something as small as like I drop something or I spill some water and I'm like, you're so silly, like you're so clumsy, <laughs> you know, and you say that to yeah. yourself, but don't say that because mm -hmm. you internalize yourself, you internalize yeah. those things. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time like reminding myself that these are the right words and these are not the best words. That's good. Cause what I heard you say is definitely you need to have something that you believe in that's bigger than yourself and be mm -hmm. grounded in that. And then I heard you say, you know, whatever you go through in life, don't go through it alone. Make sure you have some folks that are in your corner. That is so huge. And the words that you speak over yourself are incredibly important. They are. I think, I think those are very key takeaways for somebody that's watching this in the job search process. How would you say, because I would suspect that you were doing recruiting in the era of 2008, 2011, when mm. that was kind of a bad time for jobs. And now is, is not that great of a time where our unemployment numbers are, um, are high. They're getting better, but they're still high. Have you seen any shifts in job seeker confidence post-COVID or how has COVID impacted people's perception of job search? So COVID has been different than our other larger job loss time periods because everybody is in the same boat. Even yeah. the folks who are hiring, even organizations, even recruiters. So there's a lot more okay. collaboration. There's, we're, I think we're being a lot more creative. I think we still have a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, we're not, it's not ideal yet as far as the relationship between hiring folks who are part of the hiring cycle and the job seekers, but we are doing much better because I think more people have had that experience. When COVID first started, there were a lot of recruiters that I know that I connected with who who experienced a job loss right away um, mm. as companies were thinking about who they were going to furlough, you know, who they were going to lay off. And there are some who, you know, landed right back on their feet. And there were others who took other jobs in the interim. And then there were some who 
who uh, who were committed to, you know, like only wanting to do a recruiting job. And, and that's great for folks who have that who have that ability to, you know, not have to take what I call an in-between job mm-hmm. uh, until you get your dream job or until you get your next best job mm-hmm. or the job that you really, really desire. So I think that that's been the difference is that because everybody is involved and everybody is a it ha- is perhaps a job seeker at this time, there's a lot more grace being extended across the board. Well, I think that's good. I think that it's, it's good that people are more empathetic. I think in the era when I was still employed with someone else at a company in the 2008, 2009, 2010, it really was what they call that war for talent where mm-hmm. uh, only the strong survive. There wasn't a lot of empathy managers, at least from my perspective, it could be different in other circumstances, but um, you know, managers were only thinking about, well, it was a weak handshake or some other thing that really has no bearing on their ability to do the job. But now you're saying that people are more empathetic and understanding. And I guess maybe even, trying to get to know candidates a little bit better. That's been my experience, but that's deliberate because I only surround myself with people who are like-minded. I don't have the energy and the space for anything that is contrary to what we are trying to do right now. No, we're not doing it. All right, so let's let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, I know we're, we're coming up close to the end, but we have a lot more time. And if you have any questions for Kirsten about confidence in job search, go ahead and drop it, drop it in the chat. Um, we'll try to answer it. But let's <laughs> say a confident person lands a job. They're there. They show up or in, in this environment, sometimes they get the computer and they log in for the first time. What are some tips that you have to keep people confident at work while they are um, new on the job? Some tips to keep them confident. So, again, just when you're new to an organization, there's a learning curve. Uh, you, you're going to have to learn the people. You're going to have to learn the systems. Even if you're comfortable doing the tasks of the job, like you know how to be an engineer, you know how to do accounting, you know how to recruit, you know, there are always going to be nuances. There are always going to be norms inside of organizations that you have to get comfortable with. So my thing is do those first. Find yourself a a mentor, find yourself a friend, find yourself an advocate, find yourself, you know, someone that can, you know, just pull you to the side and say, don't put your stuff on that shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play your music too loud. You know, someone that's going to, someone that's going to be there to champion you, find that person early so that, you know, you have someone to walk through the newness with. What I am seeing is that companies are doing, some organizations are doing a better job with their orientation programs. They're doing it more than just a day. So it's similar to, I can relate it to like how internships have cohorts and, you know, the new hires get together and they, you know, they spend time not just on that day, but, you know, they have folks that they can reach out to, you know, they have touch points. They, you know, spend time getting to know not only one another, but getting to know the company. So I think that does a lot to boost someone and to let them know that they made the right choice and that that they are, you know, it won't shake their confidence. You know, they won't be thinking, oh, God, why did I do this? They won't (laughs) be like me and leave a job after nine days because I have. (laughs) Well, you know, to that point, uh, I've in researching for for winning at work, I saw that a lot of people either make the decision to leave a job 
within like the first two weeks or they have turnover within the first two weeks of a job. And and that's partly due to the fact that people don't always plan for your arrival or Mm -hmm. plan for your success over the time it takes to learn those learning curves. And I I would also say, too, you know, just because you may be going to a new job and working remote doesn't mean that those uh, hidden laws or hidden politics don't exist remotely. They still exist. They just may manifest in different ways. And so, you know, whether that's uh, in a Zoom meeting and knowing who the key players are and why Mm -hmm. so-and-so has their screen off and whatever it may be, there are still politics uh, in the office, even if you're not in the office. Yes. Yeah. All right, Kirsten, uh, where can people find you? What are projects that you're excited? Do you have anything you want to promote or share with the Winning at Work family? So, well, this is more for my HR and recruiting folks, but the 20th and 21st is ERE Digital 2.0. So please come to that. I will be on a panel with my good recruiting friend, Mary Faulkner talking about culture and how recruiters work and influence culture inside of organizations, whether they should or whether they shouldn't. And um, I'm also going to do one of the roundtables the second day. I'm not sure which one yet. Catch up with me on ERE, Recruiter Realness. I write the real, I do write the Recruiter Realness (laughs) in her site blog. You know, I, I write for them frequently about things, you know, for job seekers and for professionals. So I shared one of your articles today. Oh, thank you. That yeah, one was about that. I'll see that was a, a good confidence booster. It was about surviving and thriving through a performance improvement plan. So yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was having a conversation with a friend about Pips, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, as you said, sometimes they are just a paper trail to get a person out of an organization, yeah. but also at the same time, you can have to say. Even if I can't trust my employer, I have to trust myself and know that I can nail these goals and do what they're asking of me and succeed. Okay. And that was kind of the heart of your of your message too in the story. So, well, we'll we'll try to link that article in the show notes for the for the podcast. Thank you. But uh, Kirsten, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so you much. Continue to thrive and grow and uh, help so many people. So I wanted to get you on the show. And thanks for sharing your personal story of navigating through career uh, while maintaining confidence. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Same time, 4 p.m. on Wednesday. 